0: The right celebrated a victory earlier this week when the initial reporting about the Covington Catholic High School kids proved to be false. But while they were celebrating, everyone missed the true purpose of the Covington Catholic PSYOP. We're going to tell you what that was, and we're going to talk about how the Internet of Things is being used to connect us all to the Borg. You're listening to The Propaganda Report. I'm Brad Binkley, here with Monica Prez. Monica, how are you? Totally great. How are you? I'm good. It's cold, but I'm good.
1: I am a little sick of the cold. And as a New Yorker, when – and I even went to college in Boston where it was just bitterly cold and I had to walk a mile to school in the snow. Uh the older I get, the less tolerance I have for it. So like any cold at all. I'm just like, this is ridiculous. I wonder, I'm always at this point, I'm like, why does anyone even live where it gets cold anymore? Like the entire world population could just live in Texas, literally, on like and have twelve hundred feet of land. We could just all move there.
0: Yeah, we don't need any of the other states.
1: You don't need any of the other continents. <laughs> anyway, I always I always think of that when people say like there's overpopulation. But yeah. uh, but you know what I think? Why the the northeastern places were so so populated? Other than like that was a migrant portal. I bet during the Industrial Revolution, you the factories. I mean, I bet I'm sure it's true. You had to build the factories where it was cool. You couldn't build them down south where you you grow stuff down south and you treat it up north. Where, but now we don't need that, so we all need to just move south.
0: Yeah, I lived in Chicago for one year, and that was. Plenty of cold. Oh my me.
1: gosh! For a lifetime. Mm-hmm. But Chicago is a very cool town.
0: It is, but you have to. You can't tell if it's a man or a woman walking up the street because everybody's got giant coats on.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like
0: bubble coats.
1: That is different in New York. People look pretty sharp in their their uh, cashmere overcoats.
0: All right. Well. I'm sure you saw the story and anybody who turned on the television the past week saw the story about the Covington Catholic high school kids who got into a confrontation or whatever it's been labeled the various way it's been various ways it's been described with a Native American, a guy who's an activist who um, is not is not in fact, a Vietnam veteran despite the earlier reports, and a viral video. Made them look like they were harassing them, harassing this, this older Native American. And the whole story was about how these high schoolers wearing MAGA hats are, were basically being racist and bigots towards a Native American. And after a bunch of media outlets ran with that, a few hours later, context was provided because this is like a four hour event. It it was at the March for Life. I believe. Isn't that what it was? The March for Life event?
1: Yeah. These kids were from a Catholic school. When you first told me that story, oh, what about this Covington Catholic? I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't realize because after the true story came out, they changed the name, the way they reported it, from the MAGA hat wearing racist student story to the Covington Catholic story. But yeah, they had come from Kentucky to march on Washington for the Right to Life March which is around Roe versus Wade every year. They want to overturn the Supreme Court decision of Roe versus Wade. And they, and, but as you point out, always the march, the women's march is always around this day. Maybe, maybe because of some communist holiday, but I think they send it, they arrange it this way just to provide, uh, Pressure and conflict are drowning out of the March for Life. I think the March for Life was was always underreported. It was always – get and, and it kept getting bigger and bigger. And I think in order to combat the fact that they were trying – they couldn't really report like, wow, there's hundreds of thousands of people here. They do the Women's March and then you can't distinguish and it, and it makes it unpleasant for the right-to-lifers. So I think there was some targeting going on that weekend anyway – And as the story came out, I'll tell you what I think really happened, which surprised me as I dug into it, that it wasn't what I was guessing was going to happen.
0: Yeah, the reporting on it was initially there was outrage, and it was basically, to sum it up, MAGA hat-wearing Catholic school kids, racist Catholic school kids harassed an elderly Native American who was trying to march. And there was a separate march for indigenous people. And everybody ran with that, and the media went on and on about how these MAGA hat-wearing Catholic schoolboys surrounded and intimidated this wise, old Native American elder, and that this is just another reflection of the bigotry in Trump's America. But it turned out that that wasn't really what happened, that they didn't surround him, that he, the Native American, what was his name again, Nathan Phillips, actually inserted himself into the space where the Catholic, the Covington Catholic schoolboys were and got right up in the face of Nick Sandman beating his drum. So it wasn't as it was initially reported. Actually, there was another group there as well that was hurling insults at the Covington Catholic kids. What what was the name of that group?
1: They were Black Hebrew Israelites. Israelites, that's right. And the guy who I think is the, seemed when i was like watching people to be the bser was the native american guy nathan phillips which he's proven to be but it you know i dug into his backstory a little bit i've got a few little tidbits on him but it reminds me of the like professional witness who threw basil ellaby under the bus it, you know yeah no this guy
0: this guy's an activist he's he's been doing this type of stuff uh, for a while it's, he's on multiple occasions he's put himself in He's set himself up to be a victim. And when I first watched that first video, my thought was it looks to me like the Native American is getting closer and closer to the kid. And I know there's a larger environment, and I know that there is – I know it's completely out of context. That wasn't my initial thought. And
1: the media obviously knew that,
0: but they had a way to (laughs) to paint it against Trump.
1: We were talking about that out of context stuff since Ferguson. Or since you and I started doing our shows together, which was after Ferguson, we talked about how these videos are always, 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 always clips from a larger video and they are not in context.
0: Exactly. And when you watch all of the three videos, the funny thing about it to me is that the retraction still implied that the kids were racist. So it was like racist kids surround Native American. And then the retraction is like, after seeing new video footage, it turns out that the racist kids did not, in fact, surround the Native American. The Native American walked up to the racist kids. So it was still implied that they were racist. So the demonization of them continued. and even till now. Oh, yeah, still. If you watch those videos, it was pretty complex. The kids were jumping around. The guy was walking into it. Everybody could watch that footage and they could pick something out of it that confirms who they believe is actually to blame.
1: But, you know, if you listen to that kid's interview, his story on today absolutely makes complete sense. I don't, I mean, it just, I encourage people to watch Nick Sandman's interview and his explanation, which is consistent with what you're saying. Like the guy was getting closer to him and he said I had the right to stand my ground. He had the right to walk around and make his protest, but earlier that day this guy Nathan Phillips had been barred from entering the basilica during mass. So it's a real big Catholic thing to do this rights to life march and he was trying to disrupt the mass and he got expelled from there from the basilica. So he was there, I believe, to harass people who were there for the right to life. But at the Today interview tweet starts, the quote from this interview, which was very illuminating of this kid, and I'm sure it was edited in the worst possible light, the chick said, or whatever the quote was, was uh, Sandman says he just wishes he had walked away. And he did say that, but he said he he did not retract that he had the right to stand there, but now that he's getting threats on his life, he wish he had just exercised his right to walk away instead.
0: That's interesting because... You're usually the one who thinks it's all a setup. I'm leaning towards thinking that this was all completely a uh, setup and that I don't know if the kid was involved in it, but it would I wouldn't put it past it. Because I think this whole thing was a staged PR event intended to further purposes that are outside of what anybody is talking about.
1: Wow. Okay. Hold on. This is funny because I am taking the exact position that you normally take, which is this. They set some single agent provocateur in motion or many of them. In this case, I would identify Nathan Phillips as that person in a situation that's already politically charged or a lot of people are there. In this case, it's, it was a two to three day event and people will have their cell phones around and something is bound to happen. And I think of. 48 hours worth of probably whoever was organizing this thing, telling people to take pictures, take pictures, take pictures. Uh, this is what they came up with. And then they they made lemonade out of it when the larger context came out.
0: That's a possibility, but there's certain aspects of it that are just starting to make me think that kid is possibly like a David Hogg that was put there.
1: Really? I do not get that sense at all. What gives you that sense?
0: The whole thing is just – it seems so bogus to me. When, but did, when I,
1: he, did you watch the interview with him?
0: I did not watch the interview with him, but if he's a good con artist, then he was I understand
1: completely. It. That's what we do, I saw right? a couple of clips. <laughs> We try to figure that stuff out by using our senses. So I think if you look at it – I mean, and I was reminded of that shooting in Texas where the guy – uh Said that he had basically a garage full of Harleys because he and his daughter like to ride motorcycles, and I was yeah. like, "You know what? Anybody in that, <laughs> in that small, that just did not seem true to me." You thought that guy was for real, and I thought he wasn't. What was the
0: kid's name that you saw the interview with? Was it Nick Sandman? Sand-
1: Nick Sandman. Yeah, that
0: it's- falls into your thing of of the names yeah, being is, kind of odd. Yeah,
1: like he's sandbagging you. Well, just the well, sandman. Yeah, it's, it's a sand. weird name, but you know, like you say, there's no. I think that's a possibility, but you what? have to watch the interview. I think that there that you can. I mean, I understand people are good actors, whatever. But I think uh, y- I believe that eighty percent of your assessment of whether something's true or false is how the person who is making the claim. Delivers
0: it. I heard what he said about standing his ground and stuff, and I agree with that. I I completely agree with that. I just don't think that. I think that all of that's a distraction. I don't think any of that's what really matters here. I don't think any of that was the purpose here. I think all of this was about deplatforming, and I think it was a way to get the right to not focus on the deplatforming. Like when Alex Jones got deplatformed, everybody focused on it. Here, it's deplatforming in a different way. I, who are I'll they trying it,
1: to deplatform?
0: They're trying to deplatform anybody who. Questions But this was the main mainstream
1: media who, who had egg on their face.
0: So it would seem, but I don't know if that's really the case because they're not going to lose any trust among their main audience that believe everything they say anyway because people still think those kids are racist. I mean their target audience still thinks that, and they don't care if we trust them, so I, I don't think they really lose anything out of this. And if it looks like they have egg on their face, the right is celebrating a victory. Yeah. Meanwhile, there's calls for legislation to uh, regulate Twitter. There's calls well, for an investigation into Twitter. One and thing, th- this is where yeah. it is. Do you, do you know what happened with the Twitter aspect of it? No, that's what I'm asking you. Yeah. yeah, this is the part of the story that I think is the true purpose of it. When this story first came out, I was really surprised at how quick – like people like Jake Tapper who jumped on board of that initial narrative that these kids were just racist bigots, it was too quick. It was even too quick for them. It happened too quickly. And Pod Save America had a podcast out instantly before the other video came out. I had like 10 podcasts on how racist these kids were that came into my feed immediately. I'm like, this is really weird that everybody is so quickly um, getting out there and producing this stuff. It just doesn't feel right. It just usually doesn't happen that quickly. It was almost like they were setting themselves up to be called fake news. To distract yes. the right. And then here's what happened. Yeah. Um, CNN, who reported that these kids were racist, just like everybody else, they came out with a story late that night. It, it posted at like midnight. And the story was that a fake Twitter account is to blame for why the out of context video went viral because it controlled the framing that the national news media ran with, which is such a shocking claim in so many ways because the responsibilities of journalists are to look at something and ask questions about it. Let me see if I can find the headline for you.
1: Yeah, Yeah, social media can't be driving CNN or where's their moral high ground that they shove in our face all the
0: time. It's also the the fact that they're trying to tell you that – A random tweet from a false account is the reason why they reported false news. Well, the BuzzFeed story
1: from last week was exactly the same with the same player, CNN. So I will say this. I think you're probably right in that this entire thing was a setup from the beginning. It was just a dialectical back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And, uh, I definitely what I, but the thing that I think is happened is that they set, uh, probably numerous agents provocateur out there in a situation they knew they could make something of and either they were looking for something real or they were looking for something that they could do this to. And uh, maybe the black Hebrew Israelites were in on it also. Maybe the native Americans were in on it. Maybe I did not get the sense that this kid was in on it, but uh, I, but that's not necessary as you always point out for this still to have been the crisis that Edward Bernays would have prompted.
0: Yeah, I I think they might not have all been in coordination with each other, but I think there was people that were pushing them to the positions that they were in.
1: I just don't think these Catholic kids were in on it at all, even though you would think so because they had the MAGA hats on. I was like, what the hell? But people who are right to life, Uh, activists are single issue voters. And I realize now when I think about it, when I'm talking about this right this second, that's why my mother likes Trump. She never liked him when he was just a womanizing loudmouth in New York. But although she did like that, he fixed the woman rink, uh, but the ice skating rink, but, but she loves him. And I, I, now that I think about it, all she cares about is right to life. And even if he were, uh, not genuine in his support of rights life, if he's d- just doing it for political purposes, she wouldn't care. Yeah, yeah. So that's why they would definitely, that's why I. Uh, they said they got the MAGA hats while they were there that day.
0: Oh, really? See so that? Yes, so they would...
1: were all wearing their MAGA hats because they just bought them because they were just there for the right to life and the positivity towards Trump in that crowd is very high. And then the other thing he said was, oh, that the reason they started jumping around and dancing and stuff is that the stuff that the black Hebrew Israelites were saying to them was so offensive yeah. that their chaperone allowed them to do school spirit chants. To- yeah,
0: I can see all that. All that yeah. stuff happening yeah. with the yeah. crowd. I can see all that happening naturally. Right.
1: Nathan Phillips was definitely an operative or an agent provocateur, whether he was acting independently. I doubt that, but I believe they had an indivisible memo. I'm surprised you didn't get an email like that. Go to the women's march. Or if you said you were going, they would say to you, okay, don't let these people just walk about their business. Confront them, confront them. If they have a MAGA hat, confront them and get your videos out. So the MAGA hats probably what made those kids the target. Yeah.
0: Yeah. CNN came out, and they blamed the viral video on Twitter, and this tweet is not the person who filmed what happened. The person who filmed what happened posted it to Instagram, and it got like 180,000 views on Instagram, and that person was also framing it as though these kids were the villain and evil. So the framing was already out there, but then somebody on Twitter picked it up and tweeted this video, and here's what the tweet said. This MAGA loser gleefully bothering a Native American protester at the Indigenous People's March. That was it, and it it included (laughs) the video. So this is what was blamed. CNN is blaming this for the way that they reported the story. An investigative network that's supposed to ask questions is saying that they're controlled by that. So that is so absurd right there to try and scapegoat a Twitter account. But then here's what happened. This is where it gets real strange. CNN, who's done this before, they then actually did a little bit of investigating. They did what they did not do when the story came out, and they went and investigated where the source of this video was. And they found the person who tweeted the video out, and they contacted Twitter, and they told Twitter that it looks like this is potentially a fake account trying to cause division, and trying to disrupt our democracy, and then Twitter suspended the account.
2: Oh,
0: the,
1: I know where you're going. Then
0: the Senate, the two head, the two uh, Democrat heads of the uh, Senate Intelligence Committee and the the House of Representatives Committee, both called for an investigation into who was behind this Twitter account. <laughs> it's unbelievable. What I just read to you was an opinion
1: of a video. That they didn't even take, that they just watched, and we wouldn't jump to judgment on just having this podcast on something like that. You would never right. come to me and say, "Can you believe this? Let me watch, tell you this video I just watched." You wouldn't. You'd right. be like, "No," that I looked into it and I couldn't figure it out. It's crazy because all of the
0: comments about how the kids surrounded him and how they were bullying him, they all came from the girl who posted it on Instagram, or they just came from CNN and other networks who were making their own commentary and stating it as fact, and yet this Twitter account is getting all the blame for that. And it says a spokesperson for Mr. Warner said that lawmakers had focused on the video and who might be behind it as part of their efforts to combat foreign interference in political campaigns. These types of accounts and the bigger network they belong to exist to create an amplification structure on Twitter. They amplify each other's content to create viral moments in the network. So they're investigating this account right now Because they believe that it was a fake or that somebody was misrepresenting who they were. And that might very well be true. I actually did look back at the account. And it's my opinion that the account was created by the same people that created the fake accounts in the Alabama special election. New knowledge. New knowledge. Because the people, the experts that they're getting to comment on the possibility that this is a fake account is, who do you think? New knowledge.
1: Oh, they're going directly to them? Yeah. But they're discredited.
0: No, they're not. They're the, they're the experts that are telling us that this is, might very well be a fake account trying to cause division in our democracy.
1: This is why I think this whole thing is is, is a little bogus because yeah, they're trying. I'll, I'll give you bogus all the way. I, I just don't think those kids were in on it.
0: They might not have been in on it.
1: And then when I saw I did I only watched about five minutes of the of like the hour and a half the beginning of the hour and a half black Israelite Hebrew Israelites video where they were having back and forth with, I believe, Native Native Americans. And they just they had their bullshit down. You know what I mean? In a way that like shows some practice. Because at first he pronounced Yahweh wrong, and I was trying to see if black Israelites spell it differently. Uh so I was like, oh, this guy doesn't even know his own religion. So, at, But as I listened and listened, that did seem legit. Now, he was there to confront the Native Americans. So he was definitely there to provoke and disrupt for whom, for himself. For his, I have absolutely no idea what they were there for, but they were definitely there to cause a ruckus. Those guys were. But the Native American guy was targeting Catholics. Oh, yeah. So, so that's why I'm just saying uh, that those kids putting the MAGA hats on, you know, uh, made them and being Catholic made them a target. And just when you listen to this kid, similar to the way the black Hebrew Israelites have answers as if they're legit, this kid has answers that sound right to me from a guy who goes to an all boys Catholic school in Kentucky.
0: Yeah, I agree with his answers. I, I just the stuff the, all, that stuff that they've been focusing on. I, I think all of that is a distraction to get the right to celebrate fake news, because that's all you got. That's all you got to do. You throw the right a bone, they celebrate having exposed yes. the liberal fake well, news, and meanwhile they're calling for an. Why would the Democrats be calling for an investigation into this?
1: Well, here's the thing. BuzzFeed the week before makes me think you're right because it's the exact same theme as last week. Right. Exact same. So, what are they after? They're after uh, a fairness control. doctrine, a fairness doctrine from the right, which we we've been talking about for two years already.
0: Yeah. Okay. All right. So, on top of the investigation being called for immediately, and talking to New Knowledge again, this new company who is
1: that's crazy. Right. That they wow.
0: On top of that, another guy that they're talking to, who has become the expert on this, Ben Nemo. Works for the Atlantic Council and was contracted by the British to basically spread disinformation about Russia back in 2017. This thing goes really deep and everybody's focusing on this, the uh, surface dialectic of it. So the day after or, or today, actually, and yesterday, Facebook announced new policies against pages and groups spreading fake news. So immediately after this happens, we get a, we get a, a call for an investigation and then Facebook announces policies that's going to be stricter on on what you can post. You can but post- is
1: BuzzFeed and CNN fake news? I mean, that's the thing. It's just like with the doll, the uh, euro, the euro, uh, the the system of the. Europe absolutely crashed. The monetary union was failing and people called for uh, a political union as well. They wanted to double down on the thing that was failing and similar, or like uh nine 11. No, even the official conspiracy theory of nine 11 is that Saudis conspired to do it um, in Yemen with Al Qaeda, but the invasion was of Iraq. So they're going to say we this is a reaction to that fake news. But BuzzFeed and CNN are the ones who are who are giving credibility to this stuff. Right. But I, well, I agree. It's a, it's a crisis that's been created. But
0: the thing about this crisis is and, and the the point, the reason why it doesn't matter that they spread fake news is because there's enough footage in all of those videos that everybody can hold on to their original opinion and they can still blame who they want to blame. So they're not going to see CNN as fake news. It's what Cortez says. It doesn't matter if the fact is correct. What matters is what's morally correct. And wearing that MAGA hat is racist. And that's what caused the whole thing.
1: That is another good point. Yes. Yeah.
0: There's articles that have blamed the MAGA hat.
1: Right. And that's why I think they were targeted.
0: Right. So...
1: And I'm not saying I think those guys are good kids. I'm just saying, although I'm not saying they're not, it's just that interview yeah. with that kid. I, he was on his best behavior during the interview. He was saying what he would say, what reflects what he's being taught. And part of what they're saying about those people is that Covington Catholic is a bad place that teaches this stuff and is a hotbed for racism. And it's clear from the way he is talking that his, that the place that he is coming from is not, is not that place. That's all I'm saying is that his, his training is coming out because he's 16 and unless you are David Hogg who isn't that convincing. Yeah.
0: But anyway, when I say, it when I say he's in on it, I don't I don't necessarily mean he, he's a scripted actor. I, I mean there might be a handler that put could, no, put him I in there cuz he was so. the, he's the perfect stereotype yes, of am kid that you would want. That
1: that's why he was targeted. That he doesn't have a handler, but that it's just one of those things that set up the way they, and they had just so much. It was such a rich field of people on polarized who all the, like people were there for the women's march and people there for the right to life are the absolute extreme opposites of society. And there are hundreds and thousands of each of them. That is where you actually do not need to completely stage it. You see kids in a mega hat. It's your lucky day because right. that guy was going to the basilica to find people to harass.
0: And, and meanwhile, CNN and whoever has yet again gained more power to deplatform, except this time the right isn't complaining about it. The right, right. isn't fighting so against dearly. it. Yet, the same thing happened. Yes. It does and what what's deplatformed, it's not about whether it's the left or right that's deplatformed. Of this course. this perspective became the perspective that was no longer acceptable for the mainstream media. Um what? so do, the perspective do you, the perspective that the perspective that the kids are the ones that initiated and circled oh. around that guy mm-hmm. that was no longer acceptable therefore and it was blamed on this twitter account therefore this twitter account is spreading fake news and therefore it can be suspended and who is the one who initiated the suspending CNN did just like they did with Alex Jones and the CNN can call up Twitter and tell them who they want suspended. And they apparently have the power to get, get that anytime that they want. And not only did Facebook announce new policies that they're going to be stricter on what's on uh, allowing fake news on their, on their page or on their site. Um, Twitter, the very yesterday, the very next day also they created a new policy where they're going to be testing a new way to determine the origin of a tweet. The original Twitter label is what it's going to be called. So if, you, if you're the original tweeter of something that goes viral, you will have original tweeter tagged to your identity. That way, CNN or whoever can go straight to you and suspend you if they don't like what it is that you tweeted. Wow.
1: They did a, a study of it years ago of Donald Trump's tweets, and it came from five different advi- devices from different platforms. That would be a very curious thing to see from his. But I have to say – What you're talking about reminds me of the Me Too Al Franken angle, where these guys are saying, oh my gosh, fake news on the left. The left does not tolerate that. So we are going to lead the charge on censorship and purging, even though we're going to be the ones who suffer because we are above you. So they get to take the high ground in supporting their own discipline
0: exactly just right. like
1: the Al franken thing and then in the end everybody gets wiped out
0: and they get to say see we're not only suspending people on the right we're suspending people on the left too because this account was pure propaganda on the left it, it was a fake account in my opinion it, it just no doubt it, it yeah they let... probably
1: want that's pro- part of the the story that's part of what's going on here
0: and it's funny because the tweet that is responsible for getting the account suspended is literally an opinion based on a video that was obtained from somebody who posted it on Instagram. The person who posted it on Instagram is the one who presented it out of context. And when you look at that person's Instagram feed, that person is spreading nothing but fake news and nothing but conspiracy theories on the left. I mean like, like pictures of that kid that was in the interview saying this isn't really that kid. I mean, That feed is full of propaganda, but nobody talks about the person who originally posted it. They're only talking about the person on Twitter who shared that video. And celebrities and stuff were also sharing the Instagram thing on Twitter. So they could have suspended every celebrity who shared that Instagram post. They could have suspended Jake Tapper. They could have suspended CNN. Instead, they suspend
1: this. Oh, uh, yeah, that's a problem. Because. Didn't we get the Twitter email? I certainly did and I think you did too saying you shared a Russian bot tweet or like something they tweeted. We're just warning you.
0: Right. Yeah, yeah.
1: So that's the that's what I'm worried about.
0: Um, is that
1: it's that it is going to be the secondary thing that you're suggesting?
0: This is going to be just another way that they are trying to gain more and more control over social media. And a lot of people make the mistake of thinking that it's just conservatives that are getting suspended. It's not just conservatives. It's not just liberals. It's anybody who posts things that are deemed to be unacceptable in the mainstream media. And one of the ways they said that we can try and prevent this – This is these are the experts that we're talking about uh, the Twitter account – is before you share something on Twitter – you need to go look at who that person is, that source. That That's, that's the, oh, the ultimate
1: that. ad hominem attack.
0: Right. Instead of asking a question, I mean, you have to be a child to not know that, that a video is, is presented out of context. I mean, really, you have to be a child to not know that. And for them to say, no, don't ask questions about it. Just go look at the source, and if the source isn't CNN or whoever, then you shouldn't share it. It's probably fake news.
1: But CNN has got the fake news. But I have to, um, yeah. But they say but CNN on, was on, not.
0: On. That's the point. CNN was not responsible. CNN was helpless to the power of this amazing deception. That's their story. Their story is oh. they were
1: duped. Oh, so it, they so were it needs to be DARPA news. certified. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the, what I'm talking about is I don't know if we share this on air yet. Like the these deep fakes, like videos that aren't real but they look real, yeah. are which I believe were was created by DARPA. I'm almost positive it was created by DARPA or uh, something like that behind the scenes. Now only DARPA can detect it, so you can have the video of somebody getting murdered, and if DARPA doesn't say it's real, or if DARPA does say it's real. That's, I mean, that's the ultimate authority, and I think that's where it's coming. But I wanted to just say yeah, one real yeah, quick yeah. thing about all these celebrities getting on the bandwagon right away and all that. Uh, yes, maybe it was too fast. Um, I, it was too ridiculous in the wake of BuzzFeed, which was a ridiculous uh, statement on its face, which I tweeted immediately, you tweeted immediately, this thing about Trump directing Cohen to lie to Congress. It was so obviously un substantiated, (laughs) you know, and, but people went, jumped on that. And this was right in the wake of that. So they probably should have uh, paused, but, uh, they, they have been trained to get away with that. And I will give you the absolute best example of a clip out of context that you look at it and you just say, I need more context here. What happened before this confrontation? Where did this come from? I need to know. And that question was never answered. And, Uh, It was with the Starbucks PR stunt.
0: Oh, right.
1: And everybody got away with mouthing off to this day. I mean, Starbucks shut down. Yeah. And And,
0: Schultz, uh, I think announced or I think he might have announced he was running for president this week.
1: Yes, which you completely predicted. So there, so the people were absolutely ready. And I'll tell you something uh, in this article about the Atlantic that you absolutely, I mean, we both talked about it, but you, you nailed it to the wall here was so they, so in this, in this article in the Atlantic, which is the definitive, uh, uh, moral treatise on the lesson lessons of the Covington Catholic, it's just, uh, you know, it's in the Atlantic, so it's probably crafted at CFR headquarters, and it's and it, it ties everything together. It's like a, uh, it's like Esperanto, like elements of every possible uh, theme in the news, but is is represented in this um, body. But what one of the quotes from this article is: the journalist Karish Swisher found a way to link the horror. To an earlier news event, the horror, meaning the MAGA versus um, American Indian, tweeting, and to all you aggrieved folks who thought the Gillette ad was too much bad men shaming (laughs) after we just saw it come to life with those awful kids and their Fetid, smirking, harassing that elderly man on the mall. Go fuck yourselves!
0: Oh my gosh!
1: <laughs> so, but then in the Atlantic article, the the, the next paragraph it says, uh, "That's the end of the tweet." You know, the left has really changed in this country when you find its denizens glorifying America's role in the Vietnam War and lionizing the social attitudes of the corporate monolith, Procter and Gamble. <laughs> and that we we talked about that. I can't even remember what it was from, but it was at least from the Starbucks thing, but I think it was way before that. It was like when Target came out for transgender bathrooms or whatever. But she's right about the war thing. And in other there was another article that's clicked to referenced here uh that this is the this is the end of the left or um uh this is how the left destroys itself at yeah. the end of that article. Did you see that one? I did. Yeah, at the end of that article, I think it's worth pointing out. Uh, he lists all the things that uh, that the left should stand for and doesn't. And uh, I have to just read the last paragraph. It will not take me long to, because at least she said something about the Vietnam War. This guy,
0: which he and- wasn't
1: even in. I know. And actually that kid thanks him for his service at the end of his interview on today. All right. So, so this is what this guy, Colin, Connor Friedersdorf says that she links to uh, how the left destroys itself. It says many who are sympathetic to the blue coalition's concerns in this case are baffled that a large faction within it spends so much energy on culture war pylons even opining that children are punchable or irredeemable or deserving of doxing. It's the bizarre focus on these boys as, as, quote, what ails America, rather than on any of the many powerful people doing identifiable harm or on any of the things that might end family separation, avert assaults increase wages, reduce poverty, reform police, or increase access to medical care, that's going to do in the left. It is very painfully obvious that ending war is no longer a tenet of the left. (laughs) No, I added that. (laughs) That last sentence was mine. But when he said what it's going to do in the left, I mean, all you need, the, the perfect compromise in this country, if you have to have one, is not warfare versus war- welfare. And it's not, it's neither. It's the Ron Paul. I want neither, not the liberal fascist centers, which is Democrats and Republicans. I want both. But that's where we are with Trump's budgets and Obama's bombs. We are there.
0: I think that we are as well. Yeah. The Syria thing, definitely.
1: Uh, And then there's all these people, there's a guy in Syria, there's a guy in Russia, there's a a kid in Venezuela, all of whom are Americans being held. uh, And I feel like these are all justifications that people are, families are begging that Trump do something to get their doctor father out of Syria or their son who was accused of killing somebody out of Venezuela. You know, they're just, they're just drumming up all this stuff. That's just an aside. Sorry. Did I derail? We got some time to get back on track. All
0: right. I want to I tell you what I think is most important, just real quick. Then I want to tell you the Snopes fact check on that Nathan Phillips Vietnam vet guy. I think the most important part of the story, that, and I think everybody's ignoring it, is that this is about silencing people like us. I think this is just like when Alex – because right after Alex Jones got kicked off, what happened? We got kicked off of WordPress. We got yeah, kicked yeah. off right after that, and other people did as well. You <laughs> think and- he
1: ever got back up and running? On WordPress? <laughs> I'm just saying, like, our website is, like, really took a blow. Right. It did. And it took, his it, it took didn't, a major blow. His didn't.
0: No, he – he. Um,
1: you know, I'm just saying. It's that it's not a right, bad – Right, but – that, and, and that's what
0: I'm saying. Like, yeah. if that was a setup, so is this. That's what this is, and nobody's paying attention to it. This is the exact same thing. This is targeting people like us, and they set up a straw man in this Twitter yes. account that Absolutely. they blamed, and – People are seeing that this the Twitter account's on the left. That's not the point. That's not what matters about the Twitter account. What matters is that this Twitter account was suspended for giving an opinion, for giving an interpretation of a video that
1: someone else posted and shared. I think what you're saying is more – the other thing you were saying is more important than that is that it's the people who share in it who now have responsibilities so they can set us up like new knowledge, We exactly. Russian bots to set up Roy Moore and his campaign. And we got an email saying from Twitter that we uh, are somehow getting roped into Russian bot world. That it's not that they're going to say you're a Russian bot. It's that you're going to say you're an irresponsible, untrustable dupe of Russian bots and you've got to go.
0: Exactly. So they'll and, and slap CNN's get-
1: hand, but they will decimate us.
0: You can get called, you can get classified as spreading fake news and a Russian bot simply by tweeting an interpretation of something that somebody else posted that is one that they do not if you tweet an opinion they do not like they can they can say that you're spreading fake news. That's what this story that's the precedent that this story is setting.
1: Well, and then you've got the uh Ocasio slash Abrams thing, which is, it doesn't even matter. The opinion is the truth. The moral is the Yeah, that's, what I, that's what I was saying is
0: the earlier, is that that's why, no, that's why everybody can still hold on to their original position, and that's why this does not damage CNN or MSNBC, because – Everybody who
1: watches their network and likes oh, them still thinks yeah. those kids are racist. No, listen to this. That story, that at the Atlantic, I mean, it's got everything in there. I mean, this this article is like literally crap. I mean, I feel like Palantir crafted it by uh, the CIA. Um, it says. uh on Friday, a group of white teenage boys wearing MAGA hats mobbed an elderly Native American man <laughs> on the set. Well, I mean, they, she's, she's setting the stage. And then it's like the head of this, the, the headline is the media botched the Covington Catholic story. And then it starts, um, It starts with this on Friday, a group of white teenage boys wearing MAGA hats, mobbed an elderly Native American man on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial, chanting, make America great again, menacing him and taunting him in racially motivated ways. It is the kind of thing that happens every day, possibly every hour in Donald Trump's America. Yeah. But this time there was proof of video. Yeah. And uh so let me keep reading. Was it problematic that it offered no evidence that these things had happened? No. What mattered was that it had happened and that there was video to prove it. The fact of there being a video became stronger than the video itself. But my point was kind of in the first half of that paragraph, which is it's the kind of thing that happens every day, but this time there was proof. I mean, my argument right. is if yeah. there isn't proof, how can you make a statement like that? She was setting the stage like that paragraph. She's not defending. She's characterizing or caricaturing what the left was doing all week or for the last couple of days. But the reality is that is what they do. And she probably believes that it does happen every hour in Donald Trump's America. I
0: saw 10 articles exactly like that.
1: Yeah, saying that it's, and it doesn't matter if the video, see, even if, like you were saying, there's stuff in the video people can cling to, it doesn't matter. It's that, look, we wouldn't all believe it if it weren't basically true. So maybe it didn't happen in this case, but obviously all the time, which is why we're, we're just needed this as a platform for our outrage. But like that's true for all of it. That was true with the Starbucks thing too. It was true for the Stacey Abrams. public transportation shaming. It's true for everything. It's true for all of these pivotal iconic moments that define a moral message that is not based on the actual challenge, you know, the actual problem.
0: Absolutely. And CNN and whoever come out looking perfectly fine because people still see those kids as racist and, they get to say, well, it wasn't their fault that they reported part of the story wrong, but not the main part because it was a Russian bot or a bot on, the inter- on Twitter that did it. And also CNN was – they were great enough to come out and admit that they were wrong. So it probably helped their trustworthiness more than it yes. Hurt
1: like the Al Franken thing is like a Me Too hero for accepting the overreaction with grace. But yeah. uh, but the the a, 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 a lesson that dovetails here with the Linda Sarsour thing is the the reason CNN will land on its feet is that nobody they accept this push to trust authority. Is so great that looking into the facts, looking at, I mean, I, I think there's something deeper with the Linda Sarsour, Louis Farrakhan dialectical thing. That's I, not necessarily their relationship or anything, but, what that thing in the news, Farrakhan in the news, all that I think has many, many deeper nuances, but dialectical significance. But the, the, me- the point is that the people who blindly followed her, when she says, don't, don't think for yourselves, do what we say. That's just what CNN is saying. Yeah. And they're not saying stop doing that. They're saying we're going to button up this system because obviously no one can know the truth. That's where this DARPA deep fake thing is coming out. It's, it's, we're headed to a point where it's just another layer of like adding on to psychology and sociology as the two ways that people are taught not to trust their own senses.
0: Yeah, and CNN also. Anytime they get caught reporting fake news, it's now acceptable that they can just shift blame to some anonymous Twitter bot, and they're free of blame because they're helpless to the sophisticated propaganda.
1: Yeah, it's it's it it's uh. You know, you can't beat it back. It's too overwhelming. How, how are we? That's the whole premise behind social media censorship. It's not possible. It's why people say the constitution. I'm talking about, there was Michael Chertoff who said it, who's, you know, man of the new right that you can't, uh, the constitution couldn't have anticipated this kind of onslaught. Free speech wasn't yeah. meant for the digital world. I mean, but, but the, mm. the, the, thing that irritates me the most is that the government has pushed this, has greatly subsidized technology and set it up as a, an oligarchy so that they have control over those things. We have this advanced, advanced technology that we now have to deal with that outpaced what would have been the yes. natural adoption of it.
0: And I have some clips I want to play you for that. Uh, we got a little bit of time left. Do you want to hear the Snopes? Fact check on sure. Nathan Phillips, the yeah, Native yeah, yeah. American. Yeah, yeah. Here's no, the headline. The worst. Nathan Phillips falsely claimed to be a U.S. military veteran who served in the Vietnam War. That's the claim. And the rating? Unproven. And you want to hear the explanation for it being unproven? Yeah. What's true? Native American activist. Nathan Phillips said he served in the U S Marines and told news outlets that he was a Vietnam times or Vietnam era veteran.
1: Did he say that Vietnam era? vet? Cause that's what my brother says. He always says Vietnam era vet. He never says he was a Vietnam vet.
0: And your brother is in Vietnam.
1: No, he was in Thailand during Vietnam.
0: Well, maybe And then it says what's false. Contrary to what multiple news reports initially stated, no evidence yet surfaced. Documents that Nathan Phillips was deployed to Vietnam <laughs> at any time during his military service. So, the
1: truth of it that confuses them is that he lied?
0: <laughs> is that I mean, that's what it is, right? The true part is that he just implied it. that he was in Vietnam as opposed to explicitly but does saying. does he have
1: that? any medical records?
0: I think he was in I the mean, military, uh, military records?
1: because I saw that the what last I saw the New York Times asked the Pentagon or wherever for his records and was did not get any.
0: Yeah, I think he might have been served somewhere.
1: So the article that was just supposed to put that issue to rest has gotten us no closer to the truth.
0: No, it's just defended. And the
1: reason that their conclusion is this is ambiguous is that he for sure said he was. <laughs> you know what i mean so if he's lying you know it's a little torture. i think they're, they're
0: they're playing off i think they're assuming that he was in the military but he did not go to vietnam right. and they're they saying that he didn't say specifically yes. Do yes
1: yes they need to find the answer if he yeah i know the they don't they not easy find the to answer. prove because he's an old guy with no teeth he would have his uh the way he gets into the va hospitals yeah. Does he go to the VA hospital? What? Oh, just ask the question. What VA hospital do you go to?
0: That's a good idea. All right. I want to play some clips for you of the CFR panel last week called "Hacking and the Internet of Things," and it's about the Internet of Things and we talk a little bit about five G in there. Let me start by telling you what their definition of the Internet of the Do you know what the Internet of Things is? Yeah. Well, how would you? Well, I think it?
1: that it's that everything you have will be connected to the World Wide Web, from your refrigerator to your phone, and maybe even to chips in your head.
0: That's good. I, I think that's probably that's a pretty good explanation. It's probably better than the one that that he gives. My explanation of it is that it's the Borg from <laughs> Art
1: Yes, yes.
0: Here is this is.
1: Yeah, we are definitely being assimilated.
0: Robert Knack, a Council on Foreign Relations co-author on botnets.
2: What gets counted as an internet of things? Are we talking about my car, my refrigerator, my insulin pump? Where do, How do we characterize this? Rob, why don't you take a stab at that? So This is not an IoT device, uh, but it could be. Uh, there are now thermoses that... It will be. No, we do this five years from now. That will be <laughs> no, you device. can go out and buy yeah. this from, I think, it's, is it an Indiegogo project or something like that? It's funded to essentially take a water bottle uh, for hot and cold beverages and maintain its heat at the appropriate temperature and report that data back to you to your iPhone. So that's the whole concept: is the idea of taking really, really cheap sensors and really, really cheap
3: uh, mobile chips, and using them to put sensors
2: in places we never would have put them before, which has massive benefits if they are inside your heart or in your artificial limbs. Uh, maybe less so if they are your light bulbs. Though I understand you really likes your IoT light bulbs. Um, But that's what we're talking about with the Internet of Things. It's the spreading of sensors and communications technology to places we never would have put it.
0: Okay, so that's what I take from that. That everything is linked together, like the board. Everything communicates on this one network, and they describe what one of the potential complications of this network, of what it is. You know, if someone hacks your phone, they just hack your phone. But when you're on a network that's connected to the entire Borg. It gets a little bit more complicated, and she goes into that here.
3: The complicating factor is when we talk about security, we're not talking about the sensor or the device. This is actually an ecosystem play. So that one little device, you can secure it, but it won't mean anything if the entire ecosystem is insecure. And if it's not part of a secure ecosystem, a broader ecosystem, for example, a European casino was recently hacked through the thermostat in it's fish tank. Right, So that little thermostat in the fish tank has its own ecosystem that it is a part of, but it's part of thousands of other devices that, that create the bigger ecosystem. And that's part of what makes this um, so uh, complex is that we're not just talking about securing a desktop or a server like we were in the '90s. We're actually talking about su- securing the ecosystem, and the weakest link is going to be where the vulnerability comes in.: he get what
0: sitting there? I
1: sure do.
0: It was hacked through a thermostat in a fish tank. A casino was.
1: Right. So we could give Dick Cheney a heart attack if we – if our thermoses are too hot or our thermoses aren't monitored by the CIA.
0: Exactly.
1: My – Blood just ran cold. Like I feel like it's jello.
0: Yeah, there's some like, more of these. What evil
1: geniuses think of that? Because that's what they're doing. There's a reason that the leaders aren't at Davos this year, in my opinion. And I think it's they are cooking up something so bad that these guys have to be able to say, "Hey, man, don't blame me. I didn't go that year."
0: Right. Uh, that's that's a good point. Yeah,
1: Trump blamed it on Pelosi, but May didn't go either, and uh, yeah, a bunch of them didn't go.
0: Now, with that in mind. This, this woman is asked how many Internet of Things devices are there and how hackable are there?
3: So
2: how many of these things are part of the Internet of Things? I hear there's more of them than there are of us. Neil, you want to say So
3: that? there's about 7.6 billion humans in the world. We, you know, As of last year, there were close to 9 billion interne- you know, Internet of Things. Um, how many of them are hackable? 20 billion, uh, 100% probably. 100%.
0: And there's more of them than there are of us.
1: All right. So if 100% of them are hackable and one casino got hit, sounds like just stop talking about it and maybe, you know, it's not that bad. You know, they pump up these things and then they're big, giant problems. And they're just because something is possible doesn't mean it's going to happen. But, yes, I understand that if you could hack a casino through a fish tank, you would.
0: No, I mean, there's already examples of them. It's like the Atlanta cyber attack. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I know. Wow, see, now I feel depressed.
0: Here's how, um, I, I think this is funny. <laughs> okay. All right. Here's how they describe this is another guy in the panel who he describes what could possibly go wrong with the Internet of Things.
2: What could possibly what, go just, wrong. just give us an example. <laughs> you know, with the Internet of Things, uh, Dan Geer likes to say on the Internet, every psychopath is your next door neighbor. Now we're connecting that psychopath to things that we Depend on critically, like energy sector, like transportation, like healthcare. What could possibly go wrong with that?
0: What could possibly go wrong? And you know what is <laughs> going to make it go wrong? What What's going to make it spread? They talk about this too. Is five G? Five G is what's going to make it the norm. Everything's going to be connected up to the board.
1: But doesn't five G like screw uh, screw with our own frequencies? And like, aren't people basically allergic to five G?
0: From what I – from the little bit of research I've done before, it seems like it could potentially be uh, – there could be some health concerns there it seems like. But they are racing through it. They're they're getting it up there before they have to worry about that, and they're just going to deal with that later. Now, they get asked a question from an audience member who asks about if this is going to be used for espionage purposes.
2: I'm wondering uh, if we know how the Internet of Things is being exploited for espionage purposes, and is it safe to assume that the U.S. is in a position of leadership on that issue? Uh, I don't remember uh, who it was earlier that referenced um, the casino that was hacked into by the thermostat, and as I understand it, that was for criminal espionage purposes. They wanted to to get information on the organization and some of the high rollers behind it. Um, I know... Uh, I've read in the past where some of the uh, U.S. intelligence agencies said they love the Internet of Things because it's going to be great to spy on people through their toothbrush.
3: There's already examples out there in the media about, you know, where your fitness devices, right, geolocating you and, and, and getting hacked for that purpose. Um, so I, just like everything else, I mean, your your cell phone has a, has a camera and it has a microphone that can be turned on remotely even when the phone is off.
0: So the CIA loves the internet of things according to this CFR guy.
1: So what are they uh telling us with that?
0: Well I think they're saying yeah this this going to be used for espionage purposes. This is probably going to be the main use of the internet of things. Yeah, I mean
1: that's what I'm thinking is that the whole that's where it started and that's where that's where these guys they work for the same guys the CIA works for.
0: Yeah, they you do. Know? So now this is something that made me think
1: of you guys really. They got some nerve. (laughs) They do. It's our money. You know what I mean? It's not like, well, you're just a schmo and I run a casino. It's like, no, it's our money. Like that could be why the CIA exists to use our money, not to protect criminals from the law and to use our money to do it, which is why I hate tax exempt foundations. They double their money that they can use against us in the private sector.
0: All right. I, you just, I have a clip that's perfect for what you just said, All using right. our money to protect us, to, to, from, to protect criminals from us. This, this is a clip from Davos. This is a psychologist and poker player, and she is talking about psychology of con artists. And in this clip, she's talking about people who live outside the
3: rules.
2: One of the greatest scholars of the con, David Moore, wrote back in 1940 – If con artists operate outside the laws of society, we must remember that they are not much further outside it than pillars of society who go by names less sinister. For every Bill Morrison, you've got an Elizabeth Holmes right
1: around the corner. Wow. Yeah. Boy, they take it out on her. That was
0: She was the CEO of what company? Theranos. Right. So, yeah, Theranos. what they're saying there is basically the criminal and the possibly the high-powered CEO are one and the same.
1: She should have said Dick Cheney. Yeah. I mean, that's, that is that is a, a point that people don't realize. Or, or you know, uh, John Corzine. John Corzine is the best example of a criminal in government and in business I've ever heard of who is protected by the law, uses other people's money and gets away with criminal activity that would put people in jail for the rest of their lives. Who is that? John Corzine. He was a senator from New Jersey. I believe he was the governor of New Jersey, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong about that. Uh, he was, I think, the CEO of Goldman Sachs. And then he ran a hedge fund in New Jersey that bet heavily on European bonds. As they were going down, he bet that they were going to turn around, which eventually they did. But what he did was, I think if I understand correctly, they, in their documents, when you open an account with them, it was similar to just every single bank you ever put your money into. You put your money in the bank account. They say, we're going to hold this for you and give it back to you with interest in a year's time uh, or any time you want on demand. And meanwhile, they're allowed to take that money and invest it in stuff and they keep the extra and they just give you back what they give you. Uh, and the reason they're allowed to get away with that is that the FDIC insures it. So if they, and then they regulate what they can invest in. Well, apparently his fund had, and other funds too, I believe have this clause. If I'm not mistaken, it's been a long time since I've looked at that. But in any case, he lost people's money, and then when their bank account, when he was starting to circle the drain, instead of putting as much money as he could back in their accounts, he started paying off JP Morgan and other big banks that he was also indebted to. So that's actually uh, called fraudulent conveyance, if that is correct, where you pay lesser creditors ahead of senior creditors, and those people's accounts was a more senior credit position. And uh, that's like a violation of bankruptcy law and all that. And, um, and he got away with it. I totally thought he was going to go to jail. I just couldn't imagine anyone could get away with what this guy did. And then he got away with it because he got the money back from J.P. Morgan and gave it to the account holders. But just because he got caught and he made retribution without penalty, maybe small penalty, a couple of million bucks. But that guy, look at John Corzine, what a criminal. And uh, I don't even, he didn't even have a trial. That's so, so yes, these people, the difference between the criminals outside the system and the criminals inside the system is a lot of the crimes are actually legal for the people inside the system, like the banks who have the FDIC and all that. Yeah. And, and the people outside the, and even if they aren't, even if they are breaking the law, they're quite, quite often not prosecuted. And then the people outside the system who compete with these guys, uh, they do get prosecuted.
0: Yeah. Uh, that you...
1: diatribe, but some people, you know, it's fun, I think, too. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's fun to inject a little math. And There's a the whole thing
0: on con artists. I have a bunch of clips on. The Psychology of Con Artists. We'll have to do that one on another podcast. We've only got a couple minutes. I want to play one more clip for you and then read a more lighthearted headline to you before we go. This clip, you talk about this stuff a lot, actually, about who owns the technology and the innovation as it advances. Well, they addressed this. They talked about it a good bit at the CFR panel.
3: From a national security perspective, so um, when it comes to national strategy, it's not just about security, it's also about R&D, as you said, and who's going to own the innovation when it comes to all sorts of technologies that we care a lot about, whether it's quantum computing, artificial intelligence, or frankly, even the Internet of Things. So when you look at drone technology, for example, China has the lead on drone technology because they are funding the companies that are developing this technology, and the U.S. companies cannot compete from a price performance perspective because they have to raise venture money or money from somewhere in order to innovate. So we just have to be very thoughtful as we we look at this. The innovation is going to happen. It's going to transform the way we work, live, and play. And as these billions of devices are going out there, who do we want to be
1: owning the front end of that innovation curve? That pisses me off. I knew it would. That really does, because they act like oh, look, in this world, Russia and China have an advantage because central control is more powerful. But the fact is, we don't have a free system. If we had a free system, those people, those countries wouldn't be anywhere near us, which is why Rockefeller was quoted in, I believe, in his own autobiography or biography as saying, we've got to slow down the West so that the East and West can merge. We're just, we outpace them too much. So they imposed upon us... Uh, these debilitating regulations. I'm not saying regulations are. I mean, I'm not in favor of regulations, but I understand why people want regulations. They don't want smog, whatever. But they're there to uh, for a nefarious purpose. And this idea they keep arguing from every direction, left and right, that we that we will be left behind unless we have uh, a more powerful government.
0: Yeah. Unless they control innovation. It's like you've talked about before. When someone starts developing something, it sounds like it's just going to get co-opt like Nikola Tesla.
1: Oh, speaking of Tesla, I knew Elon Musk. I knew nothing about the guy. I just was not plugged into him. But a long time ago, I knew he was an, uh, an operative for whatever or suspected as much because he said he, he's like Mr. Free Enterprise, whatever. Ha ha. And he says, um, AI terrifies me. I'm not in favor of government regulation, but we need to really – this is one of those things where you know the free market will fail and the government needs to take control of it. Of course, we don't have a government we can trust. There is no – anyway, yeah. <laughs> we we're out of time.
0: All right. One headline, then we're gone. I really like this headline, Secret Pentagon Project reveals the government looked into UFOs, wormholes, and other bizarre anomalies. Newly declassified documents from the Pentagon reveal the Department of Defense funded projects that investigated UFOs, wormholes, alternate dimensions, and a host of other subjects that are often the topics of conspiracy theorists. The Defense Intelligence Intelligence Agency released 38 research titles on January 18th following, following a FOIA request. The research was funded by the De- Department of, De- of Defense under the Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program. That program was released – or the declassified documents came out about that program I think in 2017. And they also researched in the project invisibility cloaking. Travel- I get uh, that.
1: You uh, know I figured out how to do that.
0: Stargates, negative energy, warp drive, dark energy, and manipulation of extra dimensions. And and an introduction to the statistical Drake equation. So you know how to do an invisibility cloak.
1: Yes. It's so simple. How do you do it? Have a camera out your butt and a rear projection screen in your front.
0: And what does that do? It makes- so
1: you would take a picture of what's behind you, what you're blocking from the viewer, and then you just project that exact picture towards the viewer.
0: Won't people see the technology? Well, you
1: got to do it right. You know, <laughs> the trick is that the edges have to blend, you know, but we're talking 500 years from now, aren't we?
0: Well, I don't know. I think we're talking – that stuff might already exist. Well, guys- I was
1: just looking at Star Trek, and I was like, how could they do that? And I thought, oh, obviously, yeah, I believe it already exists. I think they can already do exactly what I'm talking about, With like holograms and stuff.
0: Yeah, when in- invisibility technology does exist, the people in power are going to have access to it <laughs> far, far before oh, they'll we never are give even it to aware of
1: They could even have time travel, but you really can't tell people it's time. But the reason I can't – I don't know. (laughs) All right. Thank you to everyone who
0: has donated to the show through Patreon, through PayPal. It truly is the only reason we can continue to do the show. And anybody who wants to donate, wants to help out, you can uh, click the Patreon link in the description or the PayPal link in the description. Every little bit helps, and we appreciate your continued support. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Propaganda Report, and we will talk to you next time. See you later.